Hello, this is Mona Tonchev, past president of NCSM, and welcome to the NCSM podcast, Learning with Leaders, the Reset, Renew, Restore series. Join me and my co-host, John Sangiovanni, as we sit down and have conversations with emerging and established leaders about how we can reset for the upcoming school year. Listen as we talk to mathematics leaders who can help us think about resetting what has become status quo these past few years. We will learn about their inspiration, perceptions, insights, and perspective. Listeners, fellow mathematics leaders, if you feel like current math instructional practices or student learning seems stuck or stalled, it's time to hit reset. Hello, listeners. I am Mona Tonchev, and welcome to the NCSM podcast, Learning with Leaders. For the first time in our podcast history, we are recording this session live from the 54th Annual Conference in Anaheim, California. For the next few months, our podcast is highlighting some of the speaker sessions that will help us on our journey to reset, renew, and restore this school year. That's right, Mona. We are live, which means you might hear a cough, you might hear shouting in the halls, a door slam, or the ice cubes in Mona's glass. Yeah, it's water. I'm sure it's, it's water. water. I mean, we all know it's only water. <laughs> <clears throat> Anywho, uh, remember this series is a chance to talk about and think about a brighter future. It's a chance to think about what has worked, what hasn't, and to think about the pressure to catch up, but without taking shortcuts. Yeah, so t today we are excited to talk to Dr. Amanda Jansen, Tracy Richards, and Laura Bauer. Dr. Amanda Jansen is a professor and teacher educator in the math education program in the School of Education, the University of Delaware. And before becoming a professor, Mandy was a middle school math teacher in my home state of Arizona. <laughs> she earned her PhD at Michigan State University, and she loves learning with and from other math teachers. And some of these learnings led to her book, Rough Draft Math, Revising to Learn. Mandy has been honored to collaborate with colleagues at Tacoma Public Schools. Would you like to revise that reading? No, I'm just playing in the theme. I said I it right. I, it. I said it right. <laughs> Good, it's I'm a mouthful. That's it, right. is a mouth it is a rough draft math. There we go. All right. Well, that's right. You talked about Tacoma Public Schools. And, Mona, we have two leaders from Tacoma Public Schools in Washington. Tracy Richards is a mathematics teacher educator in the Tacoma School District. She has been a classroom teacher, a member of the district math leadership team, and is currently the district elementary facilitator. She is passionate about creating a culture of learning which, um, in which all students and teachers see themselves as capable mathematicians in a classroom centered on meaningful discourse and sense-making. And we also have Laura Bauer. She's a mathematics teacher educator in the T Tacoma School District. She has been a classroom teacher, a building instructional coach, and the district secondary math facilitator. She is helping to lead the rough Rough, why do I want to put those words Again, together? it's time to revise. It's I know. okay. Rough draft math work in Tacoma, and I can't wait to hear more. But most importantly, all three of these educators are passionate about changing how students experience mathematics. So welcome, Amanda, Tracy, and Laura. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, welcome. As Mona said, I have the first question I'd love to know. Um, tell us, and tell the listeners especially, how the three of you came to work together. So Tracy and I had an opportunity to be in a conference um, in the spring of 2021. Um, actually, 2020, with 14 so it other was online. It was, right? it was online. It was, it was online. A, a virtual session um, with 14 other colleagues from Tacoma. 
And through that, throughout the conference, each of us was in a session that Mandy had led about rough draft math. And when our colleagues came together with us to debrief the conference, the one thing that we were all unanimous about was that we needed rough draft math in Tacoma. So we reached out to Mandy and asked her what that could look like to collaborate with her about bringing that work to our larger district. We have almost 29,000 students. We have 2,100 educators. So it's a, it's a big district. And Mandy was very gracious about saying yes. It was exciting to me because as a teacher educator at a university, I don't have extensive experience collaborating at a district level, mm -hmm. professional learning experience. And so what I really appreciated about the invitation was they were really open to, to designing with me. So we co-designed the professional learning for the teachers in the district. I don't have like a package that I bring to people. Mm -hmm. I really love that we could think about what would make sense in their district as connected to what I've learned with from working with teachers in Delaware and um, also Baltimore County Public Schools as well. So that was exciting to be able to co-design it. At the begin beginning, I don't think we realized that it would be recorded video instruction sessions as well as synchronous sessions. It all developed together as we worked. Oh, right. So we designed sessions for teachers learning that some were video asynchronous at the beginning to launch it, and then we co-designed synchronous learning in various ways. So we designed it together rather than either of us having a pre-designed notion coming in. So that was great. So what I love about the story is it started with this vision that there was a need in the district and you're like, this is what is going to help fill that need and that you all came together and collaborated to say, this is how we'll get there, right? So tell, so you've talked about rough draft math. If I say it too fast, it like blends together. That's my problem. So tell our listeners a little bit about it. What does that mean when I say rough, rough, See, I can't do it. Rough draft math. <laughs> Rough draft math. So several times. about six years ago, I did a teacher study group with secondary math teachers in Delaware. And we were um, genuinely engaged in a problem of practice about how do we create classroom discussions that feel more like learning spaces rather than performance spaces. Really wanting a classroom discussion not to be a show and tell, but everybody's learning together really in this space of exploratory talk. And so we read chapters from a book called Exploring Talk in School. And the teachers in the group said, maybe it makes more sense to use this phrase rough drafts with students because they have a history in other contexts. <laughs> so right, so it, it goes with that. We're encouraging students to share their thinking when they're not sure, just their draft ideas, creating that safe space where their drafts are welcome and treated as if they have strengths, and then collaborating, sharing out your drafts with peers, hearing from your peer colleagues, your, your collaborators, just learning from other people's draft ideas, then collectively building new understandings and then revising. What would it take to incorporate revising into the math classroom? So that's some of the basic premise. And I think that the work around rough draft math really resonated with the teachers in our district because there were so many ways of accessing and thinking about how to support students in, their, in revising their thinking. So it became very accessible, which is something then that we can take on and do. 
Well, as our listeners know by now, we are live at the annual conference. Um, your session uh, talks about productive, or talked about productive practices for rough draft math. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a few highlights from your session, um, since some of our listeners aren't here. Participants were able to experience a rough draft math oh, nice. experience, yeah. a learning experience, and the participation and the voice from them during that experience was amazing. We actually had to cut off the conversation a little bit. It could have <laughs> continued and developed. We also were impressed that the questions afterwards focused on not only rough draft math and learning more about it, but also how we implemented it at the district level. I would say um, one thing I really like to do is share out what other teachers have done with this idea because it's really a concept and not prescribed practices, right? So if we introduce this idea of how would we treat teaching math as a process of engaging in students in drafting and revising, there's all kinds of ways to come into that. And so one thing I'm really excited about that we did during the session was highlight some of the successes of what the teachers were able to enact. So how did you build the culture that invites the students to share their thinking and feel safe and bringing in concept of the rights of the learner. You have the right to be confused. You have the right to say what makes sense to you from Olga Torres in Tucson, um, who Crystal Craig in San Antonio introduced me to the idea of the rights of the learner from Olga Torres. Um, how teachers incorporated revising into their own curriculum materials to really show that this can fit into what you're already doing. It doesn't need to be uh, overhaul of your work. It's layered in to some things that we already value. So just seeing how teachers are using this with their own curriculum materials or different, um, it adds some intentionality to maybe some instructional routines that people might already be using or just how the teachers were excited about how it changed the culture of how they talk about math. So not about correct or incorrect, but how you can revise. That way the students can all be growing in your thinking. It's not about stopping once you're at a correct answer. Can you come up with another solution, another representation? Everybody's constantly revising. It's not about, oh, you're not there yet. We're all continuing to grow and how that culture can really change in the classroom. It was exciting to be able to share out those successes in their district. So you guys heard this morning, if you went to the opening session with Dr. Howard. Yes, it was he great. He talked about the cult culture matters, context matters, and NCSM is happy to release our newest book, um, Culturally Relevant Practi Practices for Leadership in Education, Mathematics Education. And so that is our focus for NCSM. And so I wanted to hear from you all is how do you think the big idea of something like rough draft math connects with the work of culturally relevant teaching and learning? I love that question. And chapter five in the book is meant to really bring that issue into the foreground. And I, my experience, what teachers have shared with me is they feel like it really humanizes the process of what it means to learn. Because when we think about learning anything new, it's a process of taking a risk, putting ourselves out there, you know, trying to uh, keep revising our thinking, to focus on growth. And we can honor the strengths in, in people's thinking at any stage. All our draft ideas have something of value to learn from. So then more students feel valued and you can bring in more students into that conversation. What do y'all think? 
I think it goes beyond revising for just a correct, to make an answer more correct, that there's many ways to revise your work, whether it's to try on somebody else's strategy or to show the connections between strategies, making something more detailed or more illustrative with different representations. So whether a learner was correct or not, all work can continue to be revised and deepened and grown. I think I would just kind of echo a few of the pieces that have already been shared in that thinking that revising our thinking is how we learn, and that's beyond math. It's how we learn in general. As we understand something in a different way or in a deeper way or make connections to something else, that this idea of unfinished learning exists for all of us in most everything we do. Mm -hmm. And I think that that just really resonated with our teachers so that they were then addressing some of the culturally responsive pieces, some of the equity pieces in a way that felt um, just re really in a way that honored students and their voice. And yeah, oh, ahead. sorry, could I add to yeah, all yeah. And anything that we do, we have to also be aware of the dangers and potential cautious points that we could encounter. And so one piece that comes up with rough draft and revising, uh, Imani Goffney is on the faculty at the University of Maryland and, and she helps me think of, help me think about this, like whose thinking are we positioning as being in a draft and whose thinking are we positioning as being further along and are we monitoring that and who we're positioning, are we positioning students of color in particular places? Are we amplifying their strengths? Are we looking at girls? How are we positioning boys? You know, we need to pay attention to who's getting positioned in what ways and making sure we're amplifying the strengths and the brilliance in every student in the room. So literally when I'm teaching a math class for future elementary teachers, I have a checklist and I try to mark off on that checklist like who I've invited and did I make sure I amplified a strength in that student today because I need my students to know that I see them for those strengths, mm -hmm. right? And so that's, I think, something to think about. Every time we try to address equity, we need to make sure we're not introducing greater inequities. Yeah, so what I was going to add, which you added even more eloquently than me, oh. which is this idea of empower. Mm -hmm. So what you're talking about is it is clearly it's an empowering experience for students because they are heard and seen. So thank I you. hope so. Yes, thank you. Right. And our, and our teachers are saying that students are more willing to try and to share even unfinished learning or wow. just the start to a thought because they feel safer and that all thinking is valued. And I think there's equity for teachers in some of this work too because as I said I'm not you know, it's an idea that we talk about. It's, it's again, it's an idea of drafting and revising. And so a teacher can feel like they can take a risk and contribute to that conversation and build our collective knowledge about what this can look like. And also during the pandemic, this has been happening, right? And so I, I worked on this book before we even knew a pandemic could happen. And it was published in late March, 2020. Yes, it was. Right, and so I didn't, you know, none of us knew what was going to unfold. And one amazing aspect is that teachers were saying, instead of learning loss, we're meeting our students where they're at. Your draft ideas are going to have value. This is how we think today. And so then how can we work together and share our drafts so as a class we can grow together? It met us where we were. And 
I don't know. I think that's something that I need in my life in general, not just, you know, as a learner in a class. Mm -hmm. So nice. that was a surprise for me, but it's delightful. It's like an added bonus. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. right. So um, so I, I, I'm thinking about teacher leaders, uh, coaches, district leaders, just math leaders, period, whatever your role might be, um, and getting started with this work, right? And the question that I have for you, and I think our listeners are really interested in, is what advice would you give those leaders about getting started with this work? So we thought a lot about that as we were getting ready to introduce Rough Draft Math in Tacoma um, and wanted to make sure that um, teachers, classroom teachers, instructional coaches, building leaders, district leaders, all had an understanding of what was um, happening. So when we initially rolled it out, we, we did some training with administrators at their summer institute, and then we did some work with instructional coaches, and then we rolled it out with classroom teachers, or actually with the math content liaisons, which are a classroom teacher from each building in our district that come together to learn and take that learning back to the building. Um, I think it's important that we all had some understanding so that as we move forward, we could um, be on that, that same page. Um, I also think that we needed to build an understanding that learning takes time and that there was lots of ways to access this work and that we needed to give each other a little grace to try things on and it was going to be a little messy and kind of figure it out. Um, so I think those were two big pieces that I would really want um, another group to think about as they consider using this in their district. I think another piece that helped is that we were really celebrating and highlighting the work that was happening with the teachers and students with Rough Draft Math and looking at how we could elicit even more examples and post examples on an internal web page so that teachers could try and transfer and see how they could utilize it in their own classrooms. So seeing it, looking at it, hearing about it. And again, I think we're seeing now at the beginning of this school year that some of the processing that happened last year is now being implemented this year in the work. That's awesome. Anything else to add to that? Well, I've just been really excited to see how these ideas of rough drafting and revising have fit into the overall framework of their district's perspective because I think it's always really helpful when things feel like they align and it's not just one new initiative right after another. And so that's another reason why um, the framework that you have for your school district it fit right in. So in Tacoma we had done some work um, in the 2017-18 school year where we brought together 62 educators from various roles in the district to try to articulate what it was that we meant by high quality teaching and learning of mathematics in Tacoma. Mm -hmm. And having that framework in place um, that leans heavily into the mathematics teaching practices from mm -hmm. principles to actions, um, but also um, helps to articulate what our core values and beliefs are in the district about math and math learning. Um, so I think a piece that worked really well for us is that we were looking for strategies to support um, teachers and bringing that framework alive and the rough draft math work that we first heard about at the conference when there was 14 of us or 15 of us together um, just really kind of fit into that that this meshed with what we were already had in place in Tacoma and became um, um, some ideas or strategies on how to approach that 
Um, so I, I think building that consensus so this wasn't more, it was in service of. Adding to. Adding to, yes, adding to really to went a long ways. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's where the highlighting the work teachers and students were doing, they could see that it was they, what they were already doing and just intentional prompts for revision that inviting students to think again or more deeply or try somebody else's strategy on with the curricular tasks from our adopted curriculum, mm -hmm. that it didn't have to be this new program. Right, no. So thank you guys so much for sharing your experience. Like for me, I love listening to clear vision, pathway to achieve that vision, a systematic approach that isn't just one and done, that is like involving and, and engaging all of the stakeholders that support the community of math, math, mathematicians. So thank you guys for sharing, and thank you for being our first live guest. It's been kind of fun. It was an it's honor. Thank you were, much. There were no being... explosions, door slams, and I didn't hear no. your ice cubes, so we're good. Oh yeah, no ice cubes, we're good. We're good. <laughs> right. so thank you guys this so, so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having you. us. We hope you have been inspired by this bold mathematics leadership conversation and will tune into our podcast series each month. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. You can learn more about NCSM Leadership in Mathematics Education and our upcoming professional learning events on the NCSM website at mathedleadership.org. You can also follow NCSM on Twitter at mathedleaders using the hashtag NCSMBold. Thanks again.